0: We don't expect the people that help us raise our child to betray us. We don't expect the people that that we are trusting with our children to do the kind of thing that happened to me. Mm -hmm. So, especially with boys, we don't expect that to happen.
1: I am here with my girl, Liliana. Can I have a hug, please? Yes, Can I have a yes. hug? I just want everybody to know that <laughs> this is the first time I have ever met her in like person. It really is. So when I talk about vulnerability, I am thankful that you're able to sit here and talk Thank to me, you. someone who is practically a stranger. And you have opened up your life and your ability to speak on your uncensoredness. Uncensored Mava. <laughs> here. This is a topic that in the past, if I have ever you know, seen it online, if I've heard of it, I'm quick to be like, okay, okay, I enough, like I can't, you know what I mean? Because a lot of the time I feel sick totally get that. To, the, like, to the stomach, to the core. And sometimes it's just, you know, it, it might be in my brain for days. And a lot of times it's permanently. And so today we are going to be talking about, with the grace of Liliana, surviving child sex abuse. <laughs> It's hard to be vulnerable under it the is. lights, in the camera. It's not as easy as you think. So the fact that you're so open, I'm thankful. So go for it. Tell them who you are. Tell me who you are. Oh,
0: my God. This girl, man. <laughs> okay. So uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit. First thing, though, I've been fangirling over you for about a year. So I'm very fortunate to be here and I'm very so grateful sweet. for the experience. That's a great compliment. Um, my name is Liliana Ocaña. I am on Mava on Instagram. I am a network marker, a tattoo apprentice, mm-hmm. a barbershop receptionist, Calo. a braider, a customer service specialist. I am a social service worker. I am a mental health coach. I'm a lot of things. And um, more than anything, I'm a mother. Mm-hmm. I am a friend. I am a daughter. I come from Cuba. I migrated to Canada when I was 13 years old. I um, came from a single mother. And I love her with everything that I am. Mm, uh-huh. I have a son and I have a daughter. And I've centered my entire life around healing, around psychology, around getting to know how people behave with others. It's really been my motivator in life. And mm. more than anything, I feel like it's is a byproduct of what I went through. Mm. Trying to understand The pain that I have experienced, not just because of child sexual abuse, but also as an immigrant, as a daughter of a single mother that doesn't have contact with her father, as a single mother herself, Mm. as a lot of things. I feel like a lot of people uh, go through things and for me the biggest part of healing has been understanding Mm. not just myself but the person that hurt me is what's helped me heal. So This
1: topic is something that is uncomfortable. Yeah, A lot of the times it irks me and I don't want the narrative to go out there as if I'm ever like of like shutting off because of the survivors. It's because I personally can't even fathom the fact that this happens more than you think it does yeah. and it's a privilege for me to be able to close my mind off of it to be like I you know I don't want to see it I don't want to hear about it like I can't I'm going to feel sick to my stomach and there's people amongst us all who have to go through this every day and so that's the importance I felt of having this conversation because when you open yourself to the information. Mm -hmm. and the understanding, you have a different outlook. And again, I want to pull myself away from the uh, privilege of being able to turn myself away, whereas if you haven't. And so from your own understanding, right, from your own experience, can you explain how, as a child, you
0: process child sexual abuse? I feel like most survivors, um, not just from my experience, but from my research and people that I have spoken to, a lot of pedophiles do not use threats they don't use physical mm. violence they make it a game you know so as a child you don't really feel like it's abuse. you feel uncomfortable you feel, this is something that I, I don't want to do. I don't I don't want to talk to this person. I don't know this thing that we're doing. Like, I don't know, the way he talks to me or she talks to me makes me feel uncomfortable. But you don't really know that it's sexual abuse until you get older and you realize what sex even is. Like, mm-hmm. as a child, you don't even know what sex is. You mm-hmm. don't even know what sexual relationships are like. Mm-hmm. So when I was a child, it just felt uncomfortable. I remember that one of the ways that this person would kind of uh i don't i guess initiate would be to tickle me you know cuz mm-hmm. he would see me on his lap and he would tickle me and obviously you don't notice someone outside that this person is getting i guess aroused or whatever and I didn't like to be tickled. So that's something that throughout my life, I never liked to be tickled. Never liked mm-hmm. to be tickled. Mm-hmm. I didn't find it to be something comfortable. I hated it, but that was because of that experience. Mm-hmm. Because back then, I didn't seem like it didn't seem like I was being abused. It just seemed like something uncomfortable that I did not want to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it with this person. I would hide from them, but I didn't feel like saying, oh my God, like, I'm. Um, hello, I need help, like I'm being abused. You mm-hmm. don't look at it like that because you're a child. You don't understand what abuse is. You don't mm-hmm. understand what sex is. You don't mm-hmm. understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. We think that all uh, pedophiles or sexual abusers are violent, but that's mm-hmm. not true. A lot of sexual abusers actually use um, more, how do you say that? I'm going to flirt, I'm going to tease, I'm going to play. They make it a game, and, and so you're unsure. And a lot of sexual abusers, they're actually people that you know, whether mm-hmm. it's a child or it's not with a child. I'm saying like just in general, sex offenders are usually people that you know. So there are people that you trust. There are people that you don't think would come and do something to you that is harmful. Mm-hmm. And as a child, you trust that someone older in a authoritative figure, for example, mm-hmm. a grandfather, an uncle, a father or stepfather or a family friend that they have your best interest in mind. You would not think that this person is going to do something to you that's going to mark you for life. But but it does. It does happen. Mm-hmm. And so as a child, especially if you're a mother, it's so difficult to process. But the truth is, a lot of sex offenders are people that you know, mm-hmm. people that you trust mm-hmm. and people that you would never think would mm-hmm. take advantage of mm-hmm. you.
1: And through my research, I'll be completely honest. Like majority of the cases that I saw, people actually recounting their experience of sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Was, as a child, it was, you know, young people. Female speaking about their stepfathers and you know people that Mm -hmm. were trusted members. For me, was my step
0: grandfather. So it was my mom married someone, Mm. um, and that man's father was -hmm. the person that ended up abusing me. Uh, Back then, my mom did not have a close relationship with our family because they didn't approve of the marriage. They thought that that relationship was toxic. And so my grandparents from my mom's side, they said, we're not going to have a relationship with you anymore. We don't Mm. approve of this, so we're going to back away. And so I was left in the care of his parents a lot of the time. And that's how the abuse started. It wasn't like an ongoing thing. It was very on and off. And the thing that I do remember the most was the tickling thing that I would hate. I would hide under tables I would avoid it at all costs but I, I do I did try telling my mom but because everybody was so against the relationship I remember just saying like I didn't like to be there at that house at that place mm-hmm. and she would just be like I just want to be happy you know like why can not people just let me be happy she thought I would have something against the relationship mm. and as a kid I remember just thinking like I want my mom to be happy if she's happy I'll deal with this like it's I, because I didn't, I didn't think it was abuse. I thought it was just like, I didn't like this person. That's just what I thought. I just, I I don't like this person. I don't like the way they talk to me. I don't like the way they touch me. But I didn't think it was sexual abuse until I was what, 17 that I realized, wow, I was sexually abused. Like it's. That's what I mean. It's like a lot of children Mm -hmm. do not process that as, oh, my God, I'm being sexually abused. A lot of children are not taught their sex part names. A lot of children are not taught what sex means or or what approval means or consent means. So, Mm -hmm. of course, they would not know.
1: So at the age of 17, now you finally started to register what it was. And I think Mm -hmm. a narrative that could be very harmful is that they wonder, well, why did you take so long to come out about it? Oh, yeah. And and through the whole, like, you know, my research, people were saying, you know, the one thing you got to do is believe people when they come out and tell you. Right. Mm -hmm. The worst thing that you can do is be like, oh, did she really? Did he really? (laughs) How can you best describe that the abuse that you experienced as a child has affected you throughout your entire life? Like bring us to your lifetime. Um, What effects that, you know, for sure are a result of that?
0: Well, obviously, it awakened my um, sexual curiosity a lot earlier than it should have. Mm. I was definitely curious as to what sex was and what were these feelings that, that that I was having when I was a child. Wow. And then on top of that, you pair it with the fact that I'm bisexual and that's just a disaster. Um, mm-hmm. But it definitely made me feel dirty, like broken i always had this feeling and again because i didn't come into realizing that i was sexually abused until 17 i didn't know how to describe that feeling but i always felt like i wasn't worthy of respect like i wasn't worthy of love and i didn't know why that was until i admitted to myself it's because this happened to you and you're not like other girls like other girls can come out and say they're clean when i lost my virginity i didn't bleed Mm. it's one of those things that you you don't think about, right? Because it's like, it's no big deal. But me knowing what had happened to me, I was like, okay, like I'm broken. I'm broken. If if this guy doesn't love me, doesn't respect me, if this person doesn't care about me, obviously it's because this happened to me. Mm-hmm. It's obviously it's because I'm damaged. Like I'm damaged goods. I... I have no right to ask this person for for respect or loyalty or this or that because, oh, of course, look at who I am and look what happened to me. I asked for these things. This, but that's also a byproduct of a lot of abusers and what they say to you. They say, like, well, you know, I can't help myself. Like, this is, look, look how you dress, look how you talk, look how you act. You're so mature for your age. Like, it makes you feel like mm. this is the kind of... Um, response that you get from people because of who you are as a person. When it's not true at all. Mm-hmm. It's not true at all, but but it does make you feel like that until you start to heal and and realize that it wasn't really your fault. Right before this
1: conversation, we were just having some food. Shout yeah. out to our, our sponsors, Nimbus Water Systems, for providing us with Shout food. out to them, yes. And you were having a conversation and one person said to me, You know what? I asked her about the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. He's a Guyanese man. His instinct was like, My instinct is right away to beat the living lights out of anybody who was capable of doing that. And he said, You know what, Jafina? Her answer was amazing. Her answer, like, cha- it, 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 this is a grown-ass man. And he literally said her answer was amazing. It changed me. So can you share that? Because I wasn't there for the conversation. What did you say to him that made him look at things a little bit different?
0: Well, he asked me about the Me Too movement and about what I think about pedophilia, like, in general. And... I told them a part of my healing um, was to actually do research on pedophilia because Mm. that's how I heal. I I like to understand things. And the number one thing was to understand how could someone possibly hurt an innocent child? Like, how could someone look at a child and think I'm going to damage them for life and that's going to be okay? Mm -hmm. But the same goes for any sex offender. How am I going to rape someone? How am I going to inflict pain on somebody and then walk away like nothing ever happened? So... I think that in in terms of pedophilia, especially in terms of pedophilia, because everybody is always like, oh, let's burn them at the stake. There's not enough research. Think about it. The only research that is being done is on people that are sex offenders (laughs) because very few of pedophiles come out and they do happen. They do come out. A lot of pedophiles do come out and say, I have never looked at pedophile porn. I just know that I'm attracted to children and I know that Mm. I don't want to I don't want to do anything. I'm a danger to children. So please write me up as a sex offender. Take me somewhere. Do something with me. I don't know what to do about myself. But that is not the majority. The majority of them get caught once they're already sex offenders. Which means they have already crossed the line between I feel a certain way and I'm going to act upon it. Mm. There's not enough research being done on these people that have these feelings. And apparently from the research that they have done, this is something that happens in pregnancy. This is contrary to popular belief and to a lot of famous people that have come out and said, oh, I'm a sex offender because I was abused when I was a child. That is not the cause of pedophilia. Pedophilia happens... When you are in your mother's wound, you come out and you start being attracted to, let's say, when you're six years old to a six-year-old and you get stuck. Let's say when you're eight-year-old, you are attracted to a 10-year-old, you get stuck there. That happens When you're pregnant, like it happens in the belly, but there's not enough research being done because the only research that is happening is when people are already sex offenders. And there's 5% of the population that experience pedophilia, according to current research, which, again, insufficient because not not enough people is coming out. Yeah. The amount of people that I have talked to that have experienced child abuse, Mm -hmm. especially child sex abuse. It's ridiculous. Do you think that every single one of their offenders is coming forward and saying, please do a study on me? Please uh, help me? Mm -hmm. No, because they think that they're going to get burned at the stake. And me, as someone who has suffered the effects of child abuse, child sex abuse, I would really like it if the people that hurt me could have gotten help before Mm. they acted upon those extremely selfish and sick needs but they can't do that because every time that they come forward people are like oh let's burn them at the stake let me tell you something you can burn the people that come forward at the stake but there's going to be a lot more people that are going to say i don't want to die so i'm not going to come forward Hmm. i'm just going to abuse children in in silence i'm just going to keep this quiet to myself i'm just going to go on internet and look at children who have already been abused which I, i don't know if you did your research but People that are looking at child pornography have already, have already abused a child. So this is not like a thing that's stopping people from abusing. Hmm. I I want to know that there's help because just like there's help for mm-hmm. others who are hurting people. Like you have help for sociopaths and psychopaths. But mm. then when it comes to pedophiles, it's is the dark thing that nobody wants Mm -hmm. to talk about and what ends up happening is that children like me get abused and these people that need help they need help they're not getting it Mm -hmm. because not enough people are coming forward and saying i'm Mm -hmm. gonna be safe if i speak about it if i speak about this thing that i'm feeling that i don't know how to deal with I know it's tough. I know. And, and mm-hmm. me being someone who got abused, uh, I'm not supposed to be saying this. I'm supposed to be saying burn them at the stake. And trust me, that was my initial thought. That was my initial thought was, yeah, let's burn them all at the stake. But th- 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 we can't burn them all at the stake because they're not all going to come forward because nobody wants to die
1: this is an idea that i don't think i would have ever have heard and gearing up to this i don't think i would have expected that from someone who was first hand experienced child sexual abuse to be like let's just have in a way i'm always processing i'm like compassion
0: compassion you know what i mean but But you have a child uh, do 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 you think that your child is born is born wanting to hurt others yeah no you're a mother I'm mm-hmm, a mom mm-hmm. I know for a fact that my child neither of my children are born wanting to hurt other people so what what caused that there's what caused that in right. you that if you're a mom then you know that your child is happy mm. is loving and they, ju- they they just want safety they want happiness they, mm. they they want fulfillment they want they don't want to hurt others to get what they want so what makes someone wants to do that and if there's not enough research being done on that Then all that you're causing is for that person to grow up, not know how to cope, not know how to deal with their needs. Mm -hmm. And so therefore they go and hurt others. I don't want my child to be the victim of sexual abuse because that person could not go and get help.
1: And so with that being said, right, like this is why we have these kind of conversations, because... People like myself, people, you know, like the individual who spoke to you before when we we're having dinner, have a different outlook because your your initial thoughts are like, ah, oh, burn them all. Nope. Lock them all up. Don't even give them extra time. They, they, they can do this to children. That's sick. And hearing it from you, it's like, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about it. It's like, you're right. So you have found the power somehow in your experience to look past that.
0: The, the reason why I became aware that I was sexually abused was this conversation with this... Um, I dated someone, mm-hmm. and his mother was recently diagnosed with cancer, a very advanced stage. And she looked at me, and I don't know how, I don't know when, but she looked at me and she said, you know, I just, I feel like you've been through stuff, you've been through things. And she told me her experience of sexual abuse, which wasn't child sexual abuse, but she told me, you know, I think that... because when you have been abused you feel like you have no right to happiness right you have no right to this you have mm-hmm. no right to that and she's like no matter what had happened to you you have to claim your happiness you have to claim who you are as a person regardless of what has happened to mm-hmm. you and she was going through so much and i respected her so much and i just saw this person who had been through so much in her life and mm-hmm. she, i respected her i mm-hmm. loved her and she mm-hmm. was like if you are able to do that for me what makes you think that you don't deserve that yourself mm-hmm. she changed everything for me she was the first person that i had ever admitted that that had happened and at the beginning, all you fear is anger. All you feel is like this person needs to pay for it. This person needs to. But she, she told me she was very religious and she told me something, you know, it's like people that hurt others, they are hurting themselves because there's no way that you want to hurt others if you're not hurting. Mm-hmm. So you're focusing all your energy on getting justice, but you're not focusing your energy on healing yourself. You're not focusing your energy on who you are and what you deserve. And that's when I started to turn to compassion Um, Hmm. I can't say that my first initial thought wasn't to get justice Mm -hmm. because it is, but I feel like people are very centered around the person who hurt me needs to hurt. And they're never focused on the person that hurt me needs to see me heal. The person Mm. that I am deserves to be healed. We very, we don't focus on that. We don't focus on what we deserve as people. We focus on getting that pain that we feel inflicted onto the person that hurt us. So she was the first person that made me focus on myself rather than that person that hurt me
1: this is woman's international history month <laughs> and so oh. if you can hear the history and the power coming out of your voice
0: but that again it's because oh, that comes from her man i'm very grateful for that woman honestly i am
1: people literally hide these things from themselves, a dissociation, yep. Yep. like your body. And this is something I never knew. I heard it once before being said that your body will hide trauma from you yep, because you don't want to relive this past. So especially in, you know, children and or adults now who have been sexually abused as children they will literally hide the fact that their body was like, am, like amnesia will hide the oh, fact yeah. that they have ever I been. saw for
0: that for a very long time I thought like anybody who would tickle me I would feel this disgust when mm. someone would tickle me and I didn't know how to pinpoint it or why and it wasn't until I had that conversation with a person that she was like wait, wait explain to me why you don't like to be tickled explain to me what happened to you and I was like oh my god I, I was abused like For a very long time, I remember that I blocked it off. And when I told my mom, because not even... Nobody knew. Mm -hmm. Nobody knew about this. But Mm -hmm. I remember when I told my mom, I'm like, Mom, this is what happened with this person. She was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Because she had no idea. Mm -hmm. But once I told her what was happening, she's like, I understand it perfectly. Because you will block out and uh, and it's not just about child abuse any kind of trauma your brain mm-hmm. is going to say i want to survive like and you're not going to survive if you keep thinking about this you're going to move forward be hopeful if you forget about this thing that happened mm-hmm. so that you can continue to trust people you can continue to believe that you will be happy hope Mm -hmm. and you can't do that if you constantly have this idea in your head that anybody that you trust anybody that you're supposed to um i don't know have protecting you will Mm -hmm. hurt you will Mm -hmm. abuse you well your body will do that on purpose to protect you but at the end of the days it is something that you eventually have to go through is uncovering the truth about what happened to you and healing Mm -hmm. because it will come out your body will try and hide what happened you will have this like Um, not not just amnesia but for example like things that are supposed to feel comfortable like tickling or someone hugging you or someone just touching you Mm -hmm. it can feel like the most foreign feeling the most Mm -hmm. invasive feeling because of what happened to you when you were a child every single person I always I'm always like hey are you okay with this like I'm very big on consent And once you give me your consent... Talk that talk. I'm good to go. Consent
1: is a big thing.
0: I'm good to go. Like, you never know what people are uncomfortable with. People Mm -hmm. might be uncomfortable with you hugging them. People might be uncomfortable with you... Who knows? Mm. Like, so you have to be very big on just asking first. And if someone tells you... Maybe you're not big on consent. But if someone tells you, hey, I'm uncomfortable with this just honor yeah. the fact that they're under their boundaries they, that's it and, i
1: mean that's even a point for i can take moving forward is that sometimes you kind of wonder it's like oh i wonder why that person like felt like weird about hugging or they didn't feel it doesn't comfortable. matter yeah it that's matter. none of
0: your business like just def- if they tell you hey i don't like this like this makes me feel uncomfortable
1: cool respect it <laughs> respect i have an episode on boundaries <laughs> and it's a reminder a healthy reminder that, one, that yeah. you got to respect people's boundaries and whatever they tell you it is not even for you to question. Boundaries are boundaries. And if someone tells you, that makes you feel uncomfortable. If they're
0: comfortable, they will tell you. But mm-hmm. nobody has to really expose themselves if they don't want to.
1: The power of you being able to speak about it is not everyone's experience. Liliana's experience is not, is not everybody's experience. Uh-huh. Like, Thankfully, you have gone to a point where you're able to speak about it, to share awareness. And not everyone is at that point you know because the the level of damage and the level of healing it takes there's no rush on healing you cannot tell somebody how fast they can heal and there's some people who ultimately i would say would never get to this point where you're at and that's okay
0: honestly i feel like uh, i'm okay with it because i've reclaimed who i am um i'm not ashamed but there's still moments where i'm uncomfortable Um, with with my past relationships I know that there's been moments where me being vocal about what I've been through has gotten me into people telling my exes like oh she has so many issues don't worry about respecting Mm. her don't worry about she has no worth look how many issues she has she doesn't deserve anything from you because they know that I have been abused when I was a child because they knew that I've been through stuff so I understand the people that don't come forward Mm -hmm. like I totally understand I totally understand the thing is this is who you are This is what you've been through. And there will be people that will understand. There will be people that Mm -hmm. will believe you. There will be people that will respect you. And those are the people for you. Um, I I honestly, the fact that I have reclaimed who I am, it has nothing to do with how other people perceive me. And it has just a lot to do with the fact that I know that nobody else is perfect. Everybody else has issues, whether they are like mine or they're not. And I am willing to understand. Mm -hmm. So I know there has to be other people like me. The people that are not like me and are willing to judge me on something that wasn't even my fault Mm -hmm. and wasn't even your fault, those are not the people for you. Mm -hmm. They're not the people for you. You being abused at any point, not just in childhood, it's not your your fault. So so Mm -hmm. anybody that judges you upon that, Mm -hmm. they're not the people for you. Period. Let them judge. They're dealing with their own insecurities. Mm -hmm. I have nothing to do with you. There are people right now, grown-ups, that you know that don't tell you Hmm. that have been a victim of child pornography that have been a victim of abuse in terms of more public abuse and they just don't talk about it but we're not pedophiles so we don't know about that abuse the thing is that you don't know who has been through it and you're judging someone and being very vocal about someone's issues and you don't even know who has been through the same that you respect and you love and you would never think about it absolutely but you're judging the person that is vocal about it
1: and I think um, what comes to my head, even when you say that, is that a lot, especially a lot of males, will not.
0: They will never ever talk about, about it. it. They will never talk about it. But, but of course, because being a guy, first of all, a lot of males get abused by females,
1: mm-hmm. so that
0: that's not abuse considered in the male like society is like, oh, you got it on with like someone older than you, you mm-hmm. know, and they're giving props for it when they're uncomfortable, mm-hmm. they don't feel ready for it, they they don't think that that was consensual. And then if it happens with a guy, of course, that's not supposed to happen. And you're a straight guy, so how could that ever happen? You're going to be labeled as things. So th- for guys, it's especially difficult to come forward and say, I was abused when I was a child. Like, this mm-hmm. is something that happened to me. It, I'm not comfortable about mm-hmm. it. And it, it really sucks. But but that's just in general with guys. Like mm-hmm. Women are allowed to explore our sexuality. Mm-hmm. Men are not. Men are not allowed to come out and be mm-hmm. like, you know what? Like This happened to me with this guy. So when it comes to sexual abuse, it's even... It's even harsher, like what society expects of males. Like, Mm. like they're not supposed to be children. Like, they're not allowed to to be vulnerable.
1: It's supposed to (laughs) be men, supposed to be in control of everything. And in fact, in control is taken away from you. We have
0: uh, boys. I I feel very protective of my son because Mm -hmm. I know that he's vulnerable. My son is not a monster. My son is not this, oh, no, he's he's a boy. He's a human being, a little human being, exploring the world, expecting safety. And I am providing that for him. But at the same time, I'm only human. Mm-hmm. I, and that's what happens with a lot of parents, like with my mom. Like, she was an amazing fucking mother. But but think, oh, my bad. No. She was an amazing... Yeah, say, it, say it with your chest. <laughs> <laughs> she was an amazing fucking mom. But things happen. There's things that escape us. We don't expect the people that help us raise our child betray us. We don't expect the people that that we are trusting with our children to do the kind of thing that happened to me. Mm -hmm. So especially with boys we don't expect that to happen Mm. but it does happen it does happen and it is a real shame because a lot of men do not get the again i'm bringing it back to the victims i'm bringing it back to the a lot of men do not go and get help do not go and look for therapy when they need it because they're not allowed to be vulnerable they're not allowed to have issues they're not allowed to have mental health issues and that is a real shame
1: The reason why it's like, I don't want people to close this conversation off is because if you're not aware of these things happening, you can let things happen under your radar. And even when something like this is brought up, I'm thinking about like, I mean, you, you, you're comfortable with who you're comfortable with and you don't know everybody's like dark side of them. You
0: don't know at all. The amount, again, I I think we had this conversation or maybe I said this Mm -hmm. before, sex offenders are people you know. I'm, I'm saying that with everything. Sex offenders are people you know. I'm seeing this mistake being made on social media mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, I understand that some moms, they use the mom niche on social media. It's like, you know, I'm a mommy, I have my kids. I don't post my children in the bathtub. I never do. It's not something I do because pedophiles target single mothers. They don't mm-hmm. just target moms. They target single mothers specifically for a reason. If you're on dating sites and you're putting mom this and that you shouldn't do that if you're putting pictures of your child you shouldn't do that pedophiles sex offenders even sex traffickers they target single parents not just moms single fathers too because i know a lot of dads use that too on websites and i'm sorry to tell you but it, it it's something that i made it's a mistake that i made before and it's something that i have been aware of because it, again, is something I went through. I do a lot of research. You should never do that. Don't ever post on a dating site. Don't ever put on your page pictures of your child naked in a bathtub, Uh Don't put on your side that I'm a mom, I'm a dad, I'm a single dad, I'm a single mom, I always have my kid, I go here. Don't post the school, don't post your address, don't post your your street intersection. A lot of mistakes that people make, it's like, oh, look at where I am right now. Never do that, because you don't know who's watching your stuff. You don't Mm -hmm. know who is paying attention, who is following you. Mm -hmm. And sex traffickers, pedophiles, like sex offenders, they literally follow single parents for a reason, because they know that you're vulnerable. You don't have a partner. You have children. They will literally sell your child on the black web before it even happens. So they will sell your child on the black web saying, I just know where this child is. I know where they live. I can get them. I know where they are. And That's once so sick. someone mm. buys them, then I will go get them. So you need to be very careful. And I'm not saying that because people are sick. I'm saying that because this is the reality that we live in. Uh, for me, like it's been specifically scary being a single mom because I know what could happen. Like, I know what could happen because I was a byproduct of something like that. And I'm not even the worst story out there. The worst story is the child that didn't make it. The worst story is the child that that got abused and never made it to 10 years old and never made it to 15 and never made it to 20 and never made it to heal. Never made it to heal and get over what happened to them and have a life. I'm having a life. I have a future. I'm going to heal from this. The worst story is the child that never made it. And I would never want that to happen to anybody. Anybody else's kid, anybody else's child. But for that, we have to have this conversation. A lot of people are not comfortable having this conversation. Mm -hmm. And things are never going to change unless you talk about it.
1: Wake-up call. That's what I'm going to call it. It's a wake-up call because even... I'm just thinking about myself. I'm going to speak for myself as a mom of a little boy. Again, like you said, you never think these things can happen to a little boy. It's always, you know, happens to little girls. And then you, you hear the, the, the magnitude of stories that happens to little boys. And you're just like, how How could someone do that? But how could someone do that period to kids? Who is around your children? Where your children are? I can even think about, you know, sleepovers. Do you know where the children is, are sleeping over at houses? I know a lot of
0: people that leave their kids with their friends and leave their kids with family members. And
1: does that make you, like, like now that you're a mom of, of, of two, a paranoid. single mom of two?
0: It makes me very paranoid. But I mean, for me, it's the easiest thing. Like there's. People don't think about this. People are very really trusting. I, I'm trusting to a certain degree, not when it comes to my children. Um, mm. There's a lot of... That hey, is facts. You need to be trusting. You can be trusting, but not when it comes to your children. Not when it comes to my kids. Listen, in Amazon, Amazon, guys, lots of hidden cameras, lots of microphones. I mean, I'm not going to say this to, to say that it always happens, but get some hidden cameras. Get some hidden microphones. And when you leave your child with someone... The, the fact that you are not, you don't even care about, oh, what's going on with my child with this person? Think about it, though, because no matter how much you trust them, you do not know what happens in, a child's, in, in that child's life and during the time that they're not with you or in that person's head when they're not around you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if they're family members. They might not have done it to you, but they will do it to your kid. M- the person that did it to me had a child. I mean, again, step-grandfather. I don't know if they molested their child. I don't know if they molested their grandkids. Mm-hmm. But I just know they molested me. Mm-hmm. So you have to be aware of the people that you're leaving your kid with. And there are ways that you can make sure mm-hmm. that even if something happened, it doesn't mm-hmm. happen again.
1: Do you think that you've ever wanted to, like, have you ever confronted your step grandfather? Never. Never. Do you think, like, is there As anything in your body I that I wants to? I think
0: that they're dead. um no there's nothing that i would ever want to say to him Mm
1: -hmm. just never be in the presence
0: i I can't take him to jail because i it's been too long um and there's nothing that i would ever want to say to him Mm -hmm. that i wish he would have gotten the help he needed Mm -hmm. i wish because there's no way that again someone is born wanting to hurt someone else I, i was i was such a good kid I was such a good kid. I, I loved my mom more mm-hmm. than anything, and I just wanted her to be happy. If there's mm-hmm. any reason why I I didn't say anything, was because I just wanted her to be happy. So there's no way that someone wanted to hurt me on purpose. Mm-hmm.
1: Were there things as a child where you can say, like, hmm, maybe this could have been picked up on. I was acting a little bit... I was acting out because of this in yes. certain ways?
0: There's things that I can tell... Um, And it's not always about sexual abuse. It could be physical abuse. It could be verbal abuse, emotional abuse even. If your child starts to, for example, not wanting to go around someone, grandfather... Hmm. dad let's say you're separated a stepmom stepdad i don't want to go there i'm sorry i just i don't want to go there do i have to go there i don't want to go there i don't want to go there listen to your child ask questions why don't you want to go there what's going on please talk to me you can be comfortable around me believe your child if Mm. they tell you that they are just not comfortable even if they can't specifically pinpoint or put their finger on it there's a reason why they don't want to go and stay over especially if it's overnight Especially if it's overnight, Mom. I don't want to stay here. Mom, I don't like this. Mom, please don't let me stay with this person. I would say believe your child,
1: all the way through. Like the all the, the way the, through. The
0: downside is I understand how big a in single mom. Like I understand how difficult it is for us to be able to work or go out or have friends or or just do things. But the, the, the downside of that is that you might be leaving your child with someone that will scar them for life. And it's just not worth it. Whatever it is that you're doing is not worth it. Like, believe your child that they tell you, I don't want to stay here. A- and it's not just one time. Like, they continuously tell you, I don't want to go here. I don't want to stay over. I don't like this. I'm uncomfortable. Please don't let me go there. Um, another thing is if your child might want to go too much. Because, like I was telling you before, a lot of sex offenders, they do make it a game. They make it this thing Mm. of like, if you do this, I will give you this or I will do this for you. If your child's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I really want to go. Like, when am I going to go here? When am I going to go? Like, that's a little suspicious. Like, why? Why? Why do you want to go with this person? Why? What is happening Mm. that that you want to spend time? Just ask questions. I feel like being your child's best friend is underrated. A lot of people, and I'm not talking about, oh, I'm not going to be the parent. Be the parent. Be the authoritative figure. But also... Um, have this open dialogue with your child. You have to be able to have an open dialogue with your child where they feel comfortable telling you things.
1: There are a lot of parents, I mean, whether it be circumstantial, two jobs, busy, life, whatever, is that parents don't. But if there's one thing that I definitely want to speak on to is the importance of having that open dialogue with your children so that no matter what it is they're going through in life, whatever uncomfortable... They can come
0: and tell you about it. Yeah. If there's anything that you're good for as a parent is... Okay, I have been through this. I don't want you to go through it. But that can't happen if your child doesn't feel, com- doesn't feel comfortable enough to tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for a lot of us, that's just how it is. We don't feel comfortable talking about our flaws, our downfalls, mm-hmm. the things that we have been through because we are going to be judged because the people are going to think. Mm-hmm. And we don't think about the fact that we have children that are human, just like we are, that are going through depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. and situations similar to what we have been through. And when they look at us, they're going to say, you know What? My mom went through this. How silly am I? Let me just go talk to my mom. You know what? My mom went through this. Let me, it's okay for me to go through this because I am just human. So we put in this like front that we're perfect or there's no way that we could have ever gone through this.
1: So will you tell your children that you have gone through
0: this? Of course. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. You want them to know. (laughs) My children will possibly, if they decide not to have kids, but possibly will have kids of their own. And and my children, okay, this is this is what I'm big on. My children are going to be friends or deal with people that have been through what I have what I have been through. Mm-hmm. What kind of person would I be if I would not make my children tolerant or at least understanding that there are kids their same age that have not lived their lives, that have been through things that they could not possibly understand. It's not about putting my kids in situations that are uncomfortable. It's about making them understand that they are going to have friends who have been through this. They are going to have friends who don't believe in the same things they believe, who don't have the same economic background that they do, who don't don't have the same family that Mm -hmm. they do so yes i will most definitely be open-minded about that because i don't want my kids judging another child because oh that that kid mom he's been through things and i, I don't know like it's, he's weird like she's mm-hmm. weird i don't know i want my child to look at somebody else that has probably been through the same thing that i have been through and not mm-hmm. treat them the way that i have been treated by some some people that whose parents have never spoken to them about this kind of stuff is the truth and
1: the parents who didn't believe their children
0: so a lot of people don't believe
1: a lot of people don't believe. I, I've had to ask myself before this conversation, even wondering, why do people not believe people who say they've been sexually assaulted? Because it's uncomfortable. Like, they just don't believe it. Like, oh, yeah, sure. Maybe they just want attention or whatever the case is. Like, you have to th- really, like, dig deep and ask, like, the you know, the, in, the right questions about yourself. Why you would question the fact that anybody does that?
0: It's weird because, I mean... <laughs> I have only been judged negatively. I have never been given pity over the fact that I have sexual abuse. Like, nobody has ever been like, oh, hey, here's $1,000 because you have been sexually abused. Hey, here's a job because you have been sexually abused. Here is my undying love and attention. No, the only thing that I've gotten from that is people judging me negatively. Because, ah, oh, man, like, she has issues. And, oh, like, so why would someone come and lie about that? I'm not saying that it hasn't happened. I'm just saying it's weird that people would believe that a sex offender is innocent with no proof that they're innocent, but they won't believe someone who says this happened to me mm-hmm. and I don't know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's strange. But again, that's why mm-hmm. I never came forward. And the fact that when I told my mom, which was the only person that I trusted to validate my experience, she said, OK, I I see now what happened because I I now that I know what happened, I can see things I can see the events So uh, it's uh, it's important to have someone that validates your experience for you. If you have proof, it's important to have that. But other than that, it's very difficult for a child to bring back proof Mm -hmm. from 10 years Mm -hmm. ago, Mm -hmm. 15 years ago. You also have to understand that like nobody is going to carry over proof when they were a child and Mm -hmm. they didn't even think that they were being abused. Abused.
1: Like you said, these people are people that you know. There are people that you leave your children with. They're people that your kids Family feel comfortable members. with.
0: Like, you would never think about that, but.
1: I can only imagine, like, you know, when, when children are young, it's like, well, this person's taking care of me. Well, like, it's just part of the deal. Like, how am I supposed to think about this different if they're not taught that? And so, call to action for parents, for people who are around other children. Make sure your children know who is supposed to be able to. Do certain actions? Certain things
0: that they have said that helps teach your child the right name for their private parts. Private parts. Do though. Do 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 say that and say nobody is allowed to touch your penis. Nobody's allowed to touch your vagina. Nobody. And if anybody comes and says, "I want to play this game." Please come and talk to me. I will not get mad. Specify. I will not get mad. I will never get mad at you. Hmm. Please come. Because what some people will say is like, oh, if your mom finds out, if your dad finds out, they're going to be upset with you. I'm going to tell them that you did this. They'll threaten them too. They'll threaten them. So you have to make sure that you have this kind of communication where they understand this is wrong. And you can come and talk to me about anything and I will never get mad at you, which is difficult. I, I've met people who said I did tell my mom that I was abused, but because I didn't know the right name. Like I said, oh, they touched my my cuca. They touched my chichi. My touched... The mom didn't know what they were talking about mm. because the sex offender will teach them whatever name. Mm-hmm. My lollipop. Mm-hmm. And what, the, what the hell do you know? Oh, uh, this person gave me a lollipop. And you have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Mm. You have to Real. be able to talk to your child about private parts you have to be able to talk to your child about if something makes you feel uncomfortable please come tell me i don't care what anybody says come tell me about it and more than anything please if you're gonna leave your child in your household get some hidden cameras Cameras. get some hidden cameras i don't care how creepy it sounds get some hidden cameras it doesn't hurt anybody it will hurt you if you later find out that something has been happening behind your back and you did not know of it you can heal from this like, if there's one thing that I want people to know is that you can definitely heal from this. Wow. And that I know that it's so tough to think about yourself as um, someone who deserves respect and who deserves to be vocal and who deserves to feel normal. But you are normal. You are normal. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, I know Wow. You know what? I, I, I was one of the fortunate ones, but there's people that... child sex abuse is is, is not as uncommon as you think, especially in North America. Mm -hmm. And there's people that even when you have been sexually abused, you know the kids that go missing? Mm. There's there's children that don't die. They don't get killed after they get sexually abused. No, they get used to bring other children into the ring of sexual abuse. And can you imagine that nightmare? Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like that is the biggest nightmare and I, I think about the worst thing that could ever happen and I think about my the fact that I have children and I think about the fact that there are people that could hurt my children I I want the people that have suffered through this to know that you need to be vocal you have to be vocal that you deserve love and you deserve respect and you That's- deserve everything that you want out of your life and if you need help there is help out there and if you need therapy there's therapy out there and if you need someone to talk to i am here if at least nobody else is i am here for you because the the truth is that a lot of us have it a lot worse than others and it happens a lot more often than you think and doesn't just happen to women it happens Mm -hmm. to men and uh, we don't deserve pity we deserve to be accepted we deserve Hmm. to be recognized and we deserve for our truth to be heard this is the
1: whole purpose of the Parker conversation is to have these really hard conversations That sometimes you might not be able to digest at first like i i promise you i'm like ah, no, i'm no not here for it i can't nope nope they they're sick people they like, i mean whatever it is like they need to be wiped off this face of the earth but i what does that narrative do again like you said like and that's I've if ne- you tell I- me
0: like let, let's get all the pedophiles burn okay can you get all the pedophiles
1: you're not going to get them that way. That's do you do sure. you know
0: how to get all of them?
1: Mm-hmm, that's, for sure. that's all I'm
0: saying. I'm, I'm yeah. saying yes, I agree with you. That's the initial response that everybody gets. And me being mm-hmm. someone that has survived it, I can tell you that it's pretty fucking disgusting. So yeah, let's burn them all. Now, can you get them all? Yeah. No. <laughs> so... What can we do after real, that? Real,
1: that's real. And that's something, if I didn't have this conversation, I would have never looked at it that way, that like the way we speak about these things is so important because the, that narrative is not going to help them come forward. It's not going to allow these people, we're not sex offenders, but pedophiles, to get the help that they need. And that is the sole purpose of the Parker Conversation, is to push these narratives, is to push these uncomfortable conversations that we're not going to talk about on social media with all the celebrities and stuff. We're not going to talk about that. But I'm glad that we had the opportunity to sit down and talk about this. And so, Liliana, if there's anything that you got to get off your chest one last time, go for it. <laughs> Tell the people.
0: I feel like the most important thing that I have to say is to the people that have survived it like I have. I, I don't know about pedophiles. I, honestly, I, I've done my research. I, my opinion, is just it just comes from education. But for the people that have survived what I have, I, it was not your fault. It was not your fault. Mm. You are worthy of love Mm. and respect. Mm. You are not dirty. You are not damaged. Mm. And fuck anybody who thinks that you are. I love you. Mm -hmm. I care for you. I am so sorry that this happened to you. And you will heal for this. You will heal from this. You will have the life that you deserve. And it's not this life of feeling hurt and dirty and damaged. I promise you. And I am and again I'm so sorry that this happened because I feel like it the thing that gets pushed around so much is that if this happened to you, you can't come back from it and and, and and it's just disgusting and it stains you for life and that is not the way that it is. It was not your fault. You have a right to move forward and move on with your life. There is life after abuse. Whether it was child sex abuse, any type of abuse, there is life after it. You're not defined by this thing that mm-hmm. happened to you. I just I just wanted to say that. Um because I know that for me it's been really tough. And I know that I have been labeled a lot of things because of what I've been through. And I, my thing has always been to identify with others that have been through what I've been through. And to, to get them to, to not feel so lonely. And not feel like the only perspective that they get is from people who have never gone through what they've been through. oh my god God.
1: the fact that you were able (laughs) to hold that together though the whole fact that we were able to hold that together their strength and power so when we talk about women's history month we talk about international women's history month we talk about you we talk about because that power that you speak again unless i heard this conversation and this is the first time i ever met her I would never, Liliana, <laughs> think about it in this way. I would never think about approaching this topic that has irked me, that has made me sick to my core. And it's not because of you, because it's not your fault. Right? Um, and so, thank you for watching the Parker Conversation, <laughs> episode four with Liliana. So, Liliana. Oh, oh. my <laughs> God. No, do
0: not do this.
1: Women's International History Month we reached out to Aww. different black-owned, female-owned brands who are just doing their thing. And what this says is that these people care. These brands care about the community. They care about our guests, and this brand cares about you. Are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> Sis, are you crying? No, don't cry. Don't, don't make cry. me cry. And so we have Domboy Boy here, and Domboy Boy has a care package. And I know you fire. I see your gram. Never searching now. Open it. This is from you from Domboy. They have sent you a track suit. And so what this says about Domboy is that they are willing and they care about people like you. I know it's cute. And there's a matching bottom.
0: This is not
1: fair. It's cutie. And what this says about these brands is that they care about the vulnerability of people they care about real life experiences the fact that you are able to stay here talk with us share with us your story your his your her story right is not as easy as people think so i just want to say thank you thank you to dom boy for caring about our guests just as much as we do peace
0: thank you